1: What is up, boys? Working class on DeerCast. Well, let's get to it here. So Doug has never been on this series as a have, co-host.
2: No, no, this is my first time.
1: Hey, welcome to WC on DC. First
2: time caller, long time listener.
1: <laughs> and then I'm almost positive that you are, depending on, depending on when this episode launches, uh-huh. you are the first guest that's outside of the Drury family and outside of the working class hunter family.
0: Dude. I'm like that nephew that comes over comes in town every once yeah. in a while. That one you feel bad for. Right. right. <laughs> ah, he just had a rough life. You know, we'll, we'll
1: get him on. Do the kid a favor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah help him out. <laughs> make him know? feel good. No, quite yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Qu- quite the opposite. What's up, man? Hey, dude. Life is good. Good. That's good to hear. I mean, obviously, there's some uh, big bucks on the studio yeah. table here. Yeah. Um, for everyone listening in podcast land, uh, this will be in video land, too, on DeerCast, of course, if you're already in DeerCast. Hey, what's up? Good for you. Um, yeah. Dude, two studs, man. I think we're gonna pick one of the two and talk mm-hmm. about it on this episode. Okay, and then I'm sure there'll be a regular working class series podcast about the other one. Yeah, um, and then there you can say you can be a little more vulgar on that series. <laughs> right, right, right. So, I mean, dude, I mean, you've been killing it. Um, I know we text a lot during season, mm-hmm. kind of talk about game plans and frustrations and where you're you're in a different state. It seems like every time
0: uh, we turn around, well. My theory was hunt as many states as you can increase your odds.
1: Yeah, right. right. I mean, <laughs> there you go. It, it almost feels like uh, the woods here aren't giving me the luck I need. I'll try some woods somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a blind blind squirrel finds a nut every
0: once in a while. Every now and again. That's yeah. true.
1: Well, I think what we should do before we go in, because on working class bow hunter. Mm-hmm. You're a regular guest and people know you and you've done a lot, a lot of like three hour podcasts with sure. us there, um, for the family here on DeerCast. Mm-hmm. um, talk about who you are and what you do.
0: Um, John Mulligan, uh, a lot of people know me as from, uh, as Johnny Utah, a nickname that I got from a previous, you know, law enforcement you yeah. know, career and, um, former co-owner of wicked tree gear was on the, uh, the white knuckle, um, podcast or, um, uh, Web show mm-hmm. there for a few years and then branched off, started Arrow Wild TV and, and now just full time photographer and Arrow Wild TV do a little, you know, side marketing product design work for yeah. some companies, but 90% of everything's in the outdoor hunting space. I do a little bit of stuff outside of hunting. Um, in that fishing market, that's kind of yeah. new starting to do some stuff there, but Which we learned about last time you were on the podcast. Yeah, it's like it's pretty wild. Yeah. The, cat the Cat masters, cat yeah, masters. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those deals. It's like, uh, that people talk about diversifying a portfolio and right. this is how I diversify my portfolio is not mm-hmm. to pigeonhole myself into one thing. I mean, I know that for me, um I'm a bow hunter mm-hmm. but at the same time my camera can point the direction of anything whether it's right. fish, catfish, you know, it's AR15s cool. whatever.
1: Um for the sake of working class on DeerCast, do you want to just talk about briefly what you did, where you got the nickname Johnny Utah? Sure. Do you not you don't have to. No,
0: no. So um so I did undercover narcotics for a little while um as well as being a uniform police officer, mm-hmm. but I did a stint um with, uh, with the FBI safe streets out of Cincinnati. And when I got assigned to that, uh, work some of those cases, actually one of my buddies, my old business partner, Todd mm. Prignitz, uh, who's I mean, passed away a couple of years ago. He, uh, he, we were, we were at, at a, at a bar one night and he's like, dude, you're the real Johnny Utah. And so for anybody that's never seen the movie Point Break, I haven't, I'm sorry that you've lived under a rock. It's just one of the greatest masterpieces of cinematic. I'll add it to the list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Add it to the list that you'll never watch. (laughs) Um, But anyways, so Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze are in this movie and Keanu Reeves is an undercover FBI agent working these bank (laughs) robberies and his name is Johnny Utah. He was Mm -hmm. the the famous um, Ohio state quarterback, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, that's where the nickname came up. And, and I just, we kind of laughed it off. And then the next morning, we're walking around ATA and somebody's like, Johnny Utah. That's I'm cool, like, man. Oh, boy, this is going to stick. Yeah. I
1: like it because I always say, I, I call you Utah. Yeah. You yeah. know? mm mm-hmm. just pretty funny. Yep. But as someone says Mulligan, at first, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who? Yeah. Who's that guy? Yeah.
0: It's just that what the nickname's They're real. Like, man. I don't like that guy, Mulligan. That Utah guy's okay. It's yeah. like, well, <laughs> Same dude, but uh, okay. <laughs> Got news for you. Right. right. <laughs> same yeah. guy.
1: Well, I mean, dude, Iowa was good to you. I mean, both these bucks are studs. One's from Texas, one's Mm -hmm. from Iowa. And I've never actually held a Texas rack before. They're weird. But that's a buck for another podcast. Yeah. The Iowa buck is, to me, looks bigger than the Texas buck. And I think it's just because it's that true classic
0: Midwestern uh, whitetail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The color, the thickness of them, you know, they're 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 unique. I mean, yeah. Illinois, uh Wisconsin, Iowa, they all kind of have that similar yeah. similar touch feel. To Definitely. Them. So let's t- let's break it down, man. I
1: yeah. mean, uh is this a spot you were hunting a long time? Is this a spot you had or is this a no, new
0: No, so it was a brand new lease. Um I had some issues with a with a lease uh last year and Oh, yeah, uh, we talked
1: about that on a podcast. That was uh Yep. So spicy. I
0: I knew that I didn't want to just have that property anymore. Yeah. And, um, so I, I sought out, uh, found another lease, a second lease. And, and I had a couple of really good bucks that were showing up this summer. Um, some slammers, Mm -hmm. really, really good deer. And this buck was actually the number three buck, um, that was there on the property. There was three bucks that I said, okay, either one of these three Mm -hmm. would be love. I'd love to target and chase the number one. And the number two, I didn't have another picture after first week of August. Mm -hmm. They just vanished, uh, completely. And, like a lot of us, we see those bucks, you know, they shed velvet and they're summer bucks. Yeah. And they're just gone, you know, like heartbreaking. Yeah. They're not going to be there in the fall. And and it's unfortunate. Hate to see it. Uh, Yeah. Hate to see it. And, you know, (laughs) it's one of those things, too, like with trail cameras, man, it can really, like, really frustrate you, you know? I mean, it really
1: gets to you. It does weird things to your psyche. It can.
0: Yep. Cause you're like, oh man, I'm gonna have these bucks in November. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> Wrong. Like they lose velvet.
1: Yeah. Like you wait a week. You're like he'll be, he'll be back. Yeah, they'll yeah. come back. Yeah. And then we, we've been talking about this a lot. Trail cameras are, and I realized this when Mark Drury said it on one of the podcasts. Like it almost creates a false ownership of animals. It does. Yeah, yeah. No, I got a picture of
0: him. So it's my deer. He's mine.
1: He's right. on my farm. Yeah, that yep. thing. But it's not.
0: So it's uh that was that was. Frustrating, And, you know, of course, we've all had those deer that you get a picture of them in April, May, June, July, August, and you kill it in November. And you're like, the dude's just a homebody. He never left. How mm-hmm. it's supposed to work. Yeah, that'd be great. So, um, unfortunately, the number one and number two, uh, they didn't do that. So I was, um, my my deer skill, or mm-hmm. lack thereof, mm-hmm. told me to go to these this one particular tree stand. And mm-hmm. that's where I was going to have an encounter you know, um, kind of an X crossing kind of a deal coming off of some bedding transition area that this is where I was going to catch common traffic. And, um, and I hunted there a couple days and I wasn't seeing anything. Mm -hmm. My cameras weren't picking up anything. And I'm like, man. So what I had done in the summer is I had set up a box blind, um, for really for late season, Mm -hmm. but it was going to be an early season observation spot. Gotcha. So as much as I did not want to, what I felt, waste a hunt and get out of the game, I made the adult decision to take a good frosty morning mm-hmm. and go sit in this box blind where I could see thousands of yards of field edges right, and open fields, even the neighbor's open fields. Not that I can hunt over there, but at least I can see what he's, oh, he's got. Oh, see what's going yeah, on. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 At least see if he's got deer going through his cut corn, because I was sitting on cut beans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I opted to do, to do it. And even I remember even climbing into the box line that morning. I'm like, I'm completely taking myself out of the game today. I'm wasting a hunt. I can see that. I feel the same way. I think yep. yeah. it was weird. It was so weird. Um, sun came up and this I see this buck with this just tank tank body buck comes mm-hmm. in. He's working a scrape and. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, that son of a gun is like 70 yards from my trail camera. That's why I'm not getting pictures of him.
1: Yeah. You know, it's only telling the story in front of that one tree.
0: really. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm like, I bet he's been there the whole time, Uh you know? So, uh, watched him, watched him. And then he started pushing some does. This was October 27th. Mm -hmm. Um, He starts pushing some does. And, and when I say pushing, like he ran to them, got within 20 yards of them, lip curled, and they ran off, Yeah, they did he first chase, you know yeah, what I, I mean? I got you. Yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, I see what we got going on here. Mm-hmm. I'm like cold, frosty morning. I saw where, what bedding area draw he came from. I see what scrape line he worked. And, and I know at least in his, um, in his season, he's starting to seek out and chase a little bit and check right. out what's up. So what that told me was the next cold, frosty morning with that wind, I knew where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate part was I had a tree stand already hung 10 yards from where he stepped out. Oh, money. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Less screwing around already. Yeah. Game on. Yep. I was like, now I just got to wait. So... um before I even got out of the blind that morning, I'm looking at my phone, and I'm looking at the upcoming forecast, and I see November 1st, it's going to be like 31 degrees in mm-hmm. the morning, and there's going to be a real windy cold front that's coming through the night before, so it's yeah. going to cool things down real fast.
1: I saw the most deer this year on November 1.
0: It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was, it was sick. So, um there is a local uh, a local kid that's been running a camera for me a little bit this year, kind of a greenhorn in training, mm-hmm. and he comes down with I don't know if it's COVID or comes down with some illness of some sort, but yeah. he sounds like death. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's hacking and coughing and yeah. snotting, and I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. So I call uh, I call a, a buddy of mine, Winston, mm-hmm. um, who uh, does he you know he works with Lee and Tiffany and. Mm-hmm. And I call Winston and I said, man, I said, I, I could really use you November 1st, you know, tomorrow morning yeah. uh, for a morning sit. And he's like, man, we're still cutting some beans. We're cutting corn like, well, like farms for him. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he's like, we're pretty busy. And um, I'm like, man, just a couple hours. Mm-hmm. He's like, OK, I think we can, you know, I, I can get away for a little while. So um, he meets me at the house and and we went out and it's a good get, friend. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Well, and so the way this farm lays out, I wonder is, how he
1: asked to get off yeah for a
0: couple hours or he's just doing it for the ready to get in the field yeah so <laughs> lee tiffany if you're listening i'm sorry yeah. like, don't, don't fire winston it worked out yeah he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's good a good too. guy yeah he's a good guy he's they good probably guy. don't even know yeah really. <laughs> so this this property is kind of l-shaped and you know i'm a big person with entry exit um, yeah that's you one have of those tactics that i really do believe is not overhyped i mm-hmm. believe it's a real thing i would agree yeah and um I have no choice to get to this stand. I have to cut across a wide open cut bean field
2: mm-hmm.
0: or option B walk around 400 yards, 500 yards of, of scraped field edge next to the bedding mm-hmm. <laughs> and my wind's blowing right into it. Yeah, no, I can't time. do that. So I'm like, oh man, well, it's dark, you know, uh, you know, and I do think you can get away with a little bit, you know, when it's dark they mm-hmm. might see you, but they don't really know what you are. Yeah. It's, you feel better about it too. Yeah. So I told, we get to the edge and I was like, all right, Winston, here's the deal. He's like, where are we going? I'm like, we have to cut across this bean field. And he's even like, what? You know, we uh, got to cut uh, wide across the wide open. And I was like, it's going to be noisy. It's dry, bean stubble. Yeah. I'm like, it's, we're going to make all kinds of, you know, mm-hmm. cutting across this bean field. But I was like, dude, we just, we got to do it. So we haul the mail across there. And right when we get to the field edge before we, in the tree, the tree stands like 10 yards tucked in, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I said before we climb up, I'm gonna freshen up this scrape. There's a there's a there's a real fresh scrape that's huge, the size of a Volkswagen, right in front of this stand. Yeah. I said I'm gonna go ahead and freshen it up just to to help us out a little bit because we are in a little catchy, it's a little little sketchy wind situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, so anyways, we um, I freshen up the scrape and the one thing I've got going working in my advantage is the f- uh, the timber draw drops off behind me mm-hmm. super steep and severe, like within 15 yards. Yeah. So even with that morning, not quite having the thermals yet, my wind still should. Yeah. Right. You right. know, go over and not run yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was, that was the tactic used for that stand in that location. Awesome, but, uh, dude. So we get into the stand after I fresh up the scrape, we get the camera equipment all set up and we're waiting for a sunrise. And the only time I typically will sit is when I first get in the stand in mm-hmm. dark yeah yeah and because i know i'm going to stand the rest of the time so i might as well relax a little little bit yeah get your knees going exactly so um yeah get the get those tree stand bearings but um i hear um i hear a grunt over my right shoulder and um i like in the dark still yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well it's it's just it's just getting to that light the timber's dark but yeah, you know the okay. field it's, daylight it's, uh, i heard aaron blicey say this gray light yes there and you I go and i was like i mm-hmm. never heard that phrase but it's perfect yeah yeah you know so i'm in legal shooting light um but i would not feel comfortable shooting in the timber yeah i know what you're point. saying exactly know what you're saying yep. and uh so i hear this merit. and uh i thought my when i hear those sounds i don't know why you're in the woods you should know that it's a deer but i'm like like, is that my stomach? It's because you want to hear it so bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did I, did I imagine? Yeah. You know, am I making that sound in my head? And, so you get uh, your head up and like listen again? Yeah, right. One more time. I, I take yeah. my beanie and fold. Yeah, one my, more time. One more I, yeah. Do yeah.
1: you ever do that? You take your beanie and you fold the fold of your beanie so your uh-huh. ear sits like that? Like a little <laughs> amplifier, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's it's like,
0: cupping it. It makes a difference. Well, sometimes. you can do that trick with your phone, too. Make it a little louder. <laughs> yeah. right. Same thing. Yeah. So, so I'm like, like that. is that what I heard? And uh, then I hear, bruh, bruh. And, uh, so now I'm like, okay, I got my head turned to the, to the right. And I'm on the front side of the tree. Winston's on the back side of the tree. And, and he's like, Hey, did you hear that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it sounds like a buck. And, uh, so it's getting louder, louder. And yeah. it's just like a steady, like, rawr, 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 rawr. I'm like, dude, he's coming. I love you know, that. Whatever it is, he's, he's pushing something out of there. So to the right of us, we see this dough squared out, you know, the, of the timber and, um, she's working her way up the neighbor's fence line, just, mm-hmm. just on that side of the neighbor's fence line, about 80 yards away. And I'm like, dang, and you immediately get frustrated. Cause I'm like, he's just going to follow yep. her right up there, whatever yeah. he is, he's not coming in. Um, and then Winston goes, man, he goes, it's a buck. And he's like, it looks like a decent buck. Mm-hmm. And you know, we all get in those situations where you're in the tree and a depending on where you are with the branches, you know, like one person can see something and I'm like, I can see legs, but he can see antlers, you know? And I'm like squatting down and I'm looking and, and I'm like, Oh, and I catch a glimpse of something. And it looks like it's enough of a rack that I need to probably go ahead and get my bow. Yeah. Just in case, worst case scenario, you can hang it back up. Just pass them up. Yeah. Yep. So, um, anyways, I grab grab the bow and, and, um, he stops looks to his left and he picks up the scent from that, uh from that um the scrape great. that yeah. I freshened up and just boom, jumps the fence. Oh, oh nice. and he's Dang. marching right to you know right to this scrape and yeah. I'm like he didn't like that. Yeah I'm like, oh here we go. He's broadside. I'm like, Merritt and he there is no stopping him whatsoever. He is on a mission to come to this <laughs> scrape and freshen it up. How far is the scrape from where you're sitting? 7 yards. Oh my. 7 yards, yeah. okay. So and then he turns right into it. And I'm like, and I'm already at full draw like quarter and hard to you. Hard quarter to me and I'm at, he's at 7 yards and I'm already at full draw and I'm just like, ah, oh, crap. I don't you know, I mean, I don't love a quarter two shot, no, you know. Um and and then I start thinking about it. I'm like, wait, 7 yards. Mm-hmm. Like I got you. Got this. You know what I mean. Just punch it on the front side of his shoulder. Like yeah. you're, you're good. And I, I waited for a split second. Um, felt like ten minutes, but you know, it's of like course, three seconds. Yeah, it's crazy. Enough. And I'm waiting for him to possibly turn back mm-hmm. or relax. And as if he starts to work the scrape, you know, maybe I do get a better broadside shot yeah. or something like that. But um, it's not happening. And then he twitches just ever so slightly where I see him sink his hips. I'm like, the only thing he has to do now is is jump. Like, yeah, he's yeah. he's already kind of preloaded. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, darn it. You know what I yeah, mean? I'm like, yeah. it's now or never. So I went ahead and let it rip, and it um, punched it right inside the front of his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Buried it in deep, deep. Um, and he bounds out of there and man it's I'm like he's not making it out of the field. Now you
1: take an arrow like that cuz it goes right if you do it right which yeah. if you're going to take that shot study and know your anatomy yeah. and know know your uh your broadhead and your arrow yeah. and all that setup. Yeah. It um, just
0: devastated him. Just took everything out. Yeah. I've never heard that sound before uh of a deer running off. It was just like this gurgling mm. just <laughs> and I'm like that arrow's oh, in there just doing Yeah. 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 That's like,
1: like instant confirmation that You got everything that you need. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he almost went down and then he gathered up his stuff enough to clear this like 30 inch barbed wire fence, you Mm -hmm. know, he cleared it and then that was it really just crashed. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I'm
1: assuming Winston got all the foot. Yeah. He did an amazing
0: amazing job of, of staying and tracking, you know, on the deer, even through the timber as Mm -hmm. he crashed. And uh, did a, did a really really good job. And, awesome. And man. panned. You know, he he zoomed in and then zoomed out as he you know caught everything going away. Yeah. Did, did a great job. And uh, so I hang my bow up. And my first thought when I turned back to him, I'm like, well, that happened fast. Yeah. <laughs> We've <laughs> in the tree like eighteen minutes oh, total. I mean? That's yeah. awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this. That's crazy. You know. And then I'm like, do you think he's down? And he's like looking at me like, <laughs> he's <you> know, down. <laughs> yeah. I don't care, man. I've been there where even when you feel like, if I don't see him tip over, there's still a yeah, chance. There's, there's, there's always, always that th-
2: second guess in your yeah, head. There's that yeah. There's
0: a sliver of doubt. You're like, man, I hammered him,
2: but. Did I? That's why well, it would be nice to have like a cameraman or just a buddy with you all times. Like, oh no, no, he's he's dead.
0: Yeah. yeah, just a second confirmation because aliens still can take deer and take them <laughs> that away. Actually, happens more than people realize. It, it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's anal
2: you
1: didn't make a bad shot. Alien deer. just <laughs> took your deer. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> tragic, really. But yeah, uh, that's a yeah. podcast for another
0: time. Yeah, they, I mean, they should probably cover it more. You know, yeah, not enough people alien, talk about. He it. Just like what was that? One fifty? One sixty? We'll take that one. I know there's people listening. They're like, you know, there was that time that deer. Didn't now wait advantage. just a minute. Yeah, there yeah. was a there was a bed with a lot of blood, but no deer. And I always wondered what happened. It was aliens. Well, they like backstrap more
1: than people give them credit for. Yeah, it. ask Rogan. He'll yeah, confirm. I was going to say that. I was like, check out Rogan talks about it all the time. Um, what's yeah. the guy from blink eighty two that believes in aliens? Oh, uh, Delaney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to
0: say not not the drummer, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. So, so yeah, that can happen. And, it uh, happen. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. Yep, it didn't happen. So. um, <laughs> Uh it's funny cuz I was even like hey Winston I was like you know let's, let's just wait about 5 minutes um you know and then we'll we'll climb down and we'll start picking up blood and mm-hmm. you know just confirm everything and he's like, Yeah, good, because Lee's texted me like nine times like wanting to know where I am. <laughs> oh <at>. boy. <laughs> where are you? <laughs> yeah. How far are you from where he's works where you hunted roughly? Thirty minutes. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. okay that, so he can get there fast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh getting yelled at by the boss. But yeah. it, like I said, it was so dry, they were finally able to get back into the fields and you Because yeah, yeah. what a lot of people don't realize is you know, Lee does a lot of farming. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of farming. Yeah. A lot of guys like this
1: have farms mm-hmm. that they're I mean, that's how they do what they do, really. Yeah. It's yeah. So some
0: income there, you right. can, I mean, It's yeah. hard to make a living in the industry. It is. It is. It's. It's a lot tougher. Um, you know, the Graham makes it look like you know we're all yeah. eating bonbons. They only posting the it's, highlights usually. Yeah. yeah. I sure mean, if easy. people knew how much time I spent on my OnlyFans account and stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I mean, extra income. It's
1: just
2: too much right. time.
1: But our
0: own, our own Austin
1: Chandler, he's a farmer. Yeah. I mean, right. you know, mm-hmm. the same thing. With your family, Doug. I mean, yeah. you, they have. I mean, your dad and everybody yeah. has day jobs, but they farm on the side. That's how you justify getting a loan for ground sometimes because the ground can make some income to help you make the payment on the property. It's tough out there though. It is. It is. um, But yeah, yeah. it's
0: real tough. So,
2: um, at what
0: point did you know it was the number, your number three? Um, so when I saw, when I filmed him that day, Mm -hmm. um, four or four or five days prior, Mm, you know, I recognized him right there and that the kill day, um, I knew it was him, Cause like I said, he was in, like, there was trees blocking yeah. my visual and I'm like, it's a good deer. It's a good, it's a, it's a pretty good buck. I think he's, I think he's like at least 40, 50 class deer. Mm-hmm. And then once he broke free of those trees and I I gave that to him, he was at 20 yards and I was like, that's the buck yep. from four days okay. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm definitely killing him. Didn't look at antlers anymore. Right. Hand that thing to me since we're yeah. in video here. I just want to <sighs> play with him a bit. Oh, my shoulder. Oh, so heavy. So heavy. <laughs> Those
1: brows are awesome, man. Yeah, he's cool. He's he's super good
0: bases super cool.
1: too. Yeah, real good bases.
0: Yep. Um, good bases. Cut the cut the teeth from him, and I don't work with that Wildlife Labs company at all. Um, they're they're not a sponsor, but yeah. I paid full retail, sent the teeth in. I've never done that before. I just wanted to do it. Yeah, and it uh, it did come back as a five and a half year old. No kidding.
2: It's yeah. kind of fun doing that. It, it is. It, it is, is
0: cool to yeah. see. I love his brows. Yeah. And this
1: buck, man, um, I, you know, you sent me some photos, and mm-hmm. of course, follow you on everything, Insta and Facebook, whatever. But this this buck's way bigger in person. Like I knew you can always tell, but it just like the brows and the bases, and like it spreads good, and he's he's
0: cool, man. Yeah, it was um, it was it, super awesome, and he does have that. whoa, I see what you're saying. That cut. It's like a it's like a cut. It literally looks like I cut it with a saw or something. You know. That's deep, too. Yeah, I think it was that high fence that we had him pinned in. <laughs> he got stuck in it. <laughs> he got stuck. That is like a saw blade cut. I know.
1: And it, and it was there, and it's dirty. It was there when you when you killed him? Yeah. Okay. Because
0: I had an idea. Well, I mean, it is dirty. It is. Like yeah, because was, I, was, I, uh, I would almost think somebody did it when they were skull capping. That's me.
1: what I was going to say, like in the bandsaw.
0: Like, uh-huh. whoops. Yeah. Oops, oops, Sorry about that. Hey. little Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was there because <laughs> Winston and I, when we first grabbed a hold of him, I was like, dude, Winston, look at this. You know, I was like, that's so weird. That's interesting. You wonder how, I wonder what he hit. Well, I mean, yeah. there's some nicks up here on his three. True. Uh-huh. One theory, like I said, there was that barbed wire fence that he kind of ran over. Uh, and his head is way down. You can see in the, in the hunt episode. Yeah. Um, he, uh, There's all that uh, borax coming off there. Sorry There's so much borax from skull plates in the studio right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he kind of, like, ran through that fence and he just, you know. Could be. Did it there. You wonder, because if you look
1: at at a rack, they're pretty nicked up. And I would assume a lot of it's from
0: thorns or barbed wire or, I mean. Yeah, it's got to be stuff uh, that's abrasive. Right. It seems like trees just kind of polish them.
1: yeah. Yeah, well, well, do you do this? I know I do. I think about, like, think about all the places that deer has been. True. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who is, how many people have seen that deer with that rack? Mm-hmm. Like, where did he go? Where was he? You know what I mean? Like, I oh, just, yeah. I wish you could take in your area, like, and just collar certain ones. Yeah. So you could just mm-hmm. learn yeah. what they did. Yeah. Or it'd be cool, like, once you killed one, like, somehow you magically had access to that information. Like would mm-hmm. be wild. It'd just
0: be neat to know. If I, um, I, I, made this comment to a buddy one, mi- uh, one night and I said, if I could pick up a brand new hunting property and the DNR would allow me to collar five mature deer, I would never take my bow out of the case that season. Mm,
2: just but I want, I want,
0: I want 24 hour Intel of exactly where those five deer went. Imagine what you could learn about draws, and wind and how they were working that farm. Yeah. The next season, dude, not a buck, buck
1: doesn't say <laughs> yeah, yeah. a chance. No, Let no. Me at him. It, it what's funny about that is like different properties take different amounts of time to learn them. Oh yeah, some are fast and some take forever. Yeah, depending yeah. on access, depending on mm-hmm. terrain, oh, of course, right? Yeah. But it seems like um once you learn something that a big mature buck did, it almost unlocks like Pandora's chest box of knowledge, mm-hmm. yeah, you're like, man, if that mature buck did that, yep. and, you know, it might take you three years to learn what that buck did mm-hmm. because you're trying to be uh, low pressure or whatever it is. Because you can't go in there and just tromp around all the time because then the deer aren't going to tolerate that yep. like you wish they would. But, yeah, I mean, once you do that, you're like, oh, okay, I get that now. So now you can apply that yep. for future deer and, you know, not that they're going to do the exact thing,
0: but mm-hmm. they could be doing something very similar. Sure. Yeah, it's um, it's cool. This uh, in this property, I was moving cameras around. I was I was really getting kind of confused. I'm like, okay, well maybe it's just going to take visual boots on the ground, tree stand time to yeah. really start to learn this property. Because um, yeah, I, even though I it feel like learning. you
2: wasted your hunt, I mean, you actually yeah helped yeah. you tremendously.
0: Observation yeah. sits, I love them. Yeah, they feel like low, they're low success feeling going in for that mm-hmm. day. Yeah, for that day. Yeah, and. Well, you know, like once we get into my favorite 3 weeks of the year is the last week of October and the first 2 weeks of November. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste a single day. That was a dad move. You know what I mean? Like that was a mature <laughs> mature buck. Move. That was a mature buck move and I don't know that I've ever done that. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm all I'm I'm way too stubborn. I'm like, nope, I'm going to a kill stand Yeah. right every day.
2: Well, you want the you want that
1: feel of high odds of
2: success. Yeah. Well, well yeah. And there's that pressure like, of like the three weeks that you love. So yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. I can't be wasting a day.
0: Yep. And even though like this is kind of, you know, basically, you know what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't take it for granted and I still want to make every mm-hmm. day, Yeah. you know, um, because there's other stuff I could be doing. There's my right. Turkey call company. There's, you know, work more hours. I mean, there's, uh, other client work that I could be working on. There's family. There's kids. You yep. know, so I, I I never take any of it for granted, and I want to maximize my time mm-hmm. uh, and not waste any of it, it, it as much as I can. But um, yeah, it was it was neat. Uh, I'm glad it worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I would have sat in that blind that day and not seen anything, I would have been like, okay, well, right. this sucks. Right. Like, I wasted a night of hunting. Yeah, this farm.
2: Yeah, didn't get any inf- information
1: at all. I love yeah, the size. You, there's no deer here, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, but I like how you you mentioned the trail cam. It's like you, you you it's easy to get down in the dumps because you're not getting deer on trail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to be in, right in front of that tree. I know. You know what I mean? It's I have a spot. Um, I consider it a pinch, kind of a pinch point. Mm-hmm. It's bas- basically from, like this year, it's cut beans to a hayfield. Yeah. And it's just where the farmer drives. From the hayfield to the beans. It's just a little path. Mm -hmm. And it's just a strip of trees on each side. I put a a trail cam there. and The deer love it. Yeah, they love it. I get a ton of pictures. But I have a stand not too far away. Mm -hmm. And probably the last three, four times I've sat it, I've watched deer not walk in front of the camera, but cut down further into the Mm hayfield and then walk by me. And I'm like, see, it's easy to be like, "Ah, I don't want to go there because nothing's triggered my camera for five, six days. Well, Right, they're they're two foot behind the
0: tree. Yeah. Where those deer are cutting, is it a lower elevation point in the field?
1: No, um, no, it's not, but it's not far off from a spot simple like what you're
0: saying. Have you but, ever notice that in those fields where you get that little mm-hmm. it's almost like it's a natural swell kind of yeah. in the field? Yeah, they love coming in and out of those yeah low They can actually
1: like hide they kind of hide from, yeah yeah, for sure. Cause I use now the field that I'm referring to, that bean field. Um, North, it kind of goes up to the timber. Mm-hmm. Well, there's really no timber to the South. There's a, just a, a strip like a fence line mm-hmm. and, but it's very gradual rolling down there. So when I go to hunt afternoons, I cut there cause that gradual Hill will keep any deer from seeing me yeah. from the woodland. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it kind of is, but there's just a good path where the barbed wire fence that used to be there mm-hmm. is down. And so they cut there probably just as much. It just depends on the day as they do
0: through that farmer. Entry and exit Dude, today. I remember, um, you know, one thing that I, I learned. Uh, I learned from from Todd back in the day. Um, we did a tour of his property, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things I picked up on was he had some some fence crossings, mm-hmm. and he would actually take like a ratchet strap on some barbed wire, and you know, like the you know the wrestlers will yeah. hold the rope down so the, the wrestler <laughs> yeah, can yeah, get yeah. in and out of the out of the yeah. ring. He was doing that. And gathering up all of the strands of barbed wire and just making a low point. Yeah, yeah. And those lazy suckers, would that's, that's where they'd the, cross. I've done zip this ties. This is really nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know where, like, um,
1: a tree will fall on the barbed wire fence oh, and yeah. create slack on a couple of yeah. strands? Yeah, I've done that with the bottom and the top one, but I I did zip ties. Uh-huh. But the ratchet strap, that's a good way to, like, make, I don't know, the, the zip tie was kind of a pain because you had to, like, get it You got to get the zip mm-hmm. tie tight, and then sometimes you got to put three or four on there to hold it. But yeah. Um, that's a good idea. Well,
2: yep. Sometimes it is how deer are stuck in their ways. Like we used to have a fence, mm-hmm. and there was like one opening they always go through it. But we took the fence out, but they stuck to that one opening. Yeah, still. like it's like they're stuck in their way. The of, path was uh-huh. there.
0: Yeah. Yep. I get that. Yeah, kind of weird. It was. It it's, was pretty it was cool. Pretty. It was neat to see that. And um, he was. Uh, he was uh, one of those guys that taught me a lot about um, you can change and manipulate you Know deer travel. Mm-hmm. I always thought, well, they're just they travel the way they travel, and yeah, you got to adjust and adapt to that or whatever. But uh, obviously, Mark and Terry, those are two guys that yeah. <laughs> have written like books on, you know, could or could write books on, yeah, manipulating deer travel. Well, we did a podcast with uh, for this
1: series with Perry, one of their farm managers, an mm-hmm. awesome guy. Um, and we talked about that a little bit, like how they design the fields that they plant and how they plan them and then do yeah. putting cover in certain spots. And it's I'm going to like beg and, and I'm going to beg him to take me out one day and like go through the process, maybe when they're doing some of Because I just like to see, like... especially if you can see before and afters. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to just like, hey, draw on the map. Like, how, what'd you do and how'd you do it? Like, let's get really specific here. It's like feel, the dry
0: race series.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, be cool. They'd probably be like, get out of here, man. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're not, like, not getting not, any of our, our secrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would show me, I bet. But yeah. uh, I mean, it's cool. You see guys that are, they're, Professionals, they—they're uh-huh. just—they're—they're they're basically biologists. Yeah, yeah. They're—you
0: know. Well, I mean, you know, you don't get the name mad scientist for nothing. True, <laughs> sure. you know? right? And it not be derogatory. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> right? Seriously, yeah, they're, they're smart. I mean, last oh, yeah. time I talked to Mark and Terry, we were um, uh, was shot show Vegas and um. You know, we didn't really know each other very well, other than just we knew of each other. Yeah, we recognized faces and stuff like that. Obviously, I recognize their faces more than they recognize mine. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a nobody, but they were like, "Hey," and we chit chatted. They knew Wicked more than they knew me. Gotcha. But, yeah. Um, but anyways, so yeah, we you know, we chit chatted one night, and they've always been always been super super good guys. The best. Yep. And I mean, they let us
1: do this on DeerCast, so that says a lot about them, Yeah, <laughs> honestly.
2: That's impressive. Yeah. Uh,
1: so. <laughs> ew, ew. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> ew, ew. It's fun, man. Well, dude, I'm glad you came out to do this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure of recording, you're the first non-related guest on the podcast. No, well, it's, you know.
0: You set it off right. It's an honor.
2: What do you end up scoring? It's an honor. Uh,
0: 157 was 157. a rough score. I mean, I mean, I mean, I ought to get, you know, Kurt over here to... To put a real score to him, um, yeah. You want the Instagram score? Or do you want a real life score? <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Instagram handicaps like plus seven, one eighty and an eighth.
2: Yeah, he's, he's probably one seventy now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love how if you turn them sideways and stick them out, they they magically they grow. Get bigger. Yeah. They become uh, one fifty eight or, or whatever. To uh all of a sudden, they,
1: you start to measure them in sixteenths of an inch. Yeah, right. Of inch, it? Yeah, it's weird yeah. how it works. That's yeah.
0: how that's how it goes. Yeah. No, he's uh like one like one fifty seven. Um and you know, that was uh that was one of those like took me ten minutes scoring deals. Yeah, yeah. I didn't use any tape, but I was pretty legit on yeah. measuring tines and stuff. I see like that, that all day. All day. So that's um, a great buck. Yeah, it was super cool, man. And um and I'm pretty sure so I've never killed a buck in the six or seven. Um but i yeah, yeah. I've got one other buck. Um that I believe was five, but this is the only one that I can, I confirmed, you know, by, um, science. That's cool. Science. Trust the science.
1: Trust the science. It's, uh, it's rarely wrong.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, so it was super cool to get that, that back and, um, yeah, I, it's funny cause I did it, um, I'm really impatient, Yeah. like really, really, really an impatient person. So I'm like, well, you can pay this much and you'll know the results in 90 days, this much in 30 days. Ooh, this one in a week. Take my money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I'm the same way. I, I pay for convenience a lot. True. My wife yells at me, but I'm like, man, if I can just have it done. I know. Yeah. Be done in a week. Right. Time is money, as yeah. some people say. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So that was neat to, to get that back. And yeah. that's a neat service that they provide.
1: Yeah. Oh, it is cool, man. Because it
0: takes guesswork out. It does. And it's cool. You you have the, I mean,
1: I have a certificate from, I don't know if it's the same company you use, but where that dough skull's at. And she was 10 and a half. I had that. They're
0: supposed page. to mail me a certificate, but I, I don't know what it looks like. So I don't.
1: I'm, I don't know. We'll have to see if it's the same company. I yeah. always forget. And I feel this bad. This joint was in Missoula is where you sent the nah, I don't stuff. think that's the
2: same one we did. Is this guy in Michigan or something? Yeah. Ours is in Michigan. I oh, believe.
1: okay. Well, we'll look. I don't know if the name's on there. We'll, sure. we'll see. Um, hey, when's this episode air, roughly? Do you it's have, out. Oh, it's out already? Yeah, it's out. On the, on the yeah, I, the I feel Aero bad. While. I haven't watched it. Oh man, yeah, it's on the. <sighs> we can pull
0: it up right we'll here. Watch it, her, yeah. Watch it. We should this. watch,
1: dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, yeah, plug it, and I'm like, man, you cranked it out then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it out right
0: away. You say he's impatient. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get done right, <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's out on it's out on the Arrow TV YouTube channel. And um, I need to upload it to, to Carbon TV. I actually got a couple episodes that I'm a little behind on that I need to upload to the Carbon, Carbon channel. But, cool. yeah, it's out on the YouTube channel uh, now. It's uh, been doing, doing pretty good. I think it's up to about 20,000 views. Or awesome, man. Awesome.
1: Hell yeah! yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, congrats, dude. It's an absolute stud of a whitetail. You're killing yeah, congrats. it. Congrats.
0: Thank, thank you very much. Killing yeah, it. Have yeah. a good
1: season. Yeah. Anything do, else, you do? guys?
0: And I think all of you guys have all hit bone. Ross has to close on the deal. Oh, okay. He's, I mean, he's a late season guy. Very anyway. busy guy, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He's a yeah. He owns his own electrician company, and that guy. I, I don't even know if he sees his family with how busy with work he is. Yeah. You know, it's like, and he'll call. I'm sorry, man. I wanted to make the podcast, and this. I'm like. I, you're working, bro. You're like, working,
0: man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You're working class or something. Yeah, you know? so, that's what's it's funny. Like, I mean, you're working class. Yeah, that's what's weird. funny
1: when people go to Ross's man cave and they're like, man, it must be nice to have all this. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be the must be
0: nice guy here. <laughs> oh, no, speaking of which, I, I bought a must be nice t-shirt. You did? Yeah. I got so tired of people going, must be nice to hunt for a living. I'm like, you have no idea. Like People that really know work. me, they're like, dude, you're at the gym at 10 and then you go back and build turkey calls at night. Like, When do you sleep? I'm like, eh. What is sleep? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, really? When you, when you really think about it. <laughs> I rest sometimes. Yeah, I, cl- I close
1: my I close eyes. My eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you sleep yeah. like a deer. just yeah. kind of sit there, oh, right. and then get back up. Oh yeah, you... what was
0: that? That was good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good night of sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of caffeine. Uh, caffeine and motivation, man, it, it'll do wonders for you. It's but, uh, uh It's scary when you have to work for yourself. It's almost like you can't really ever quit working. No, no, there is no, you know, and. Um, you know, and again, like if I'm working with a client, like I want their business to do well because mm-hmm. um, I genuinely think of myself as a good person, but then also if their business is doing good, then I stay employed. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, with the show side and the hunting side and photography side, turkey calls. And, and so, you know, you get a lot of irons in the fire and yeah, whenever there's nobody, there's no, and I'm not saying people get a nine to five and then, you know, oh, you can just kind of screw off. But there's that comfort that comes with money. a nine there to five. Is, yes. yeah, you, know, know, right. you know that you're going to have a check, you know, for the most part, as long as you go in and do your stuff, mm-hmm. um, I can do everything right. And I still could lose all my jobs. Right. True. Yeah. Just cause something, somebody couldn't follow through or yeah. just whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Another, you know, photographer hack. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 no, but somebody comes in and they undercut you or, or they just simply want to go a different direction, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, just business. or, um, you know they might not be selling enough products or they can't get products to sell and so then they cut their mark and it seems like marketing and advertising is always the first thing to get cut you mm-hmm. know so you know every Has day is a different tough
2: business yeah yeah and
1: well like the reaction to that money spent is delayed sometimes but it's there it's gonna work right but it's
0: just not it's not doesn't happen in- instantly yep yep sometimes some companies you have to companies saturate like, stuff yeah that's yep. why I think that's the first to get cut it is yeah you and so and I've played both sides of that coin, you know. With Wicked, I I was on the manufacturing side, but I ran our marketing as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing that has helped me with working with these brands is I've been in their shoes, mm-hmm. like, and I know what worked and what didn't work and what's fluff. Right, um, right. There's conversion marketing, and then there's eyeball marketing, mm-hmm. and we've talked about both forms of that on variations of podcasts, and you guys do a good job with it. And everybody has their place, but it's, you know. Finding what a company needs. Um, My analogy is it's like going to the bar and getting turned down from a girl. Mm -hmm. You know, if she's got five other dudes that are hitting her up and don't take offense when she tells, you no because she doesn't need any more dudes. You know what I mean?
1: She's got there's a dude in that lineup with a mustache that might be better than that one. Maybe not. Maybe it is this one. Yeah,
2: and you and you might (laughs) be. I'm not even putting in that much work.
0: (laughs) I mean, that mustache took a lot of lot of calories to grow. It shows patience. It shows dedication. Yeah, I mean, it's attractive. Confidence. That's right. You got to rock it. But so I always tell people, like, it it doesn't always matter, like, um, that if you got turned down, um, because she didn't need any more dudes in her life. So if a company is like not one to work with you, maybe they already have a bunch of bow hunters. They they need they need a right guy with a spear or something. You know what I mean. Like <laughs> right. They need a yeah. different form of yeah. hunting. Crossbow yeah. hunter. Yeah, they I mean, need crossbow hunters. Yeah. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I get it. It is what
1: it is. Well, cool, man. Well, yeah. I appreciate you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Arrow Wild again. TV on YouTube. Check it out, guys. Yes, sir. And uh, Dougie, you got anything to add before we get out of here?
0: Nope congrats great buck thank you very much appreciate it and congrats to you guys as well thank you guys you. are having a good season yeah hard to complain hard no. to complain we're happy it really yet. is hard yeah. <laughs> really happy. Yeah.
1: well awesome guys thank you for listening um, or tuning in and watching Working Class on DeerCast another episode in the books always a ton of fun and uh, man we're uh, pedaled to the metal with this and Working mm-hmm. Class bow hunter all the way so uh, sure. thanks for the support everyone appreciate it alright go shoot your bow we love you, or go shoot a giant there, there you go. go there you go Hey, guys, another Giant Tracker segment. We have Abe Forrester here from Wisconsin. What's up, man?
3: Hey, how you doing, Kurt? Good to see good. you,
1: buddy. I'm good. Thanks for doing this. I, you look like you're at work.
3: I, I am. I'm in my office. I got uh, dog kennels here for my office. I'm a, I'm a hunt club manager, so oh, no I get hunt all the time. Really? So, that's yeah, really yeah, that's what you what I do. do. Yeah, I, uh, I drive around on four-wheelers. I play with guns. I manage a shooting range, a hunting range up in Kohler, Wisconsin, and uh, we do a lot of upland hunting here. Got about uh, cool. six hundred acres of property here that I manage and get to play around on. And yeah, no kidding. Yeah,
1: awesome. So, if someone's like, "Hey, I want to go to that guy's hunt club. How do they find
3: you?" Um, River Wildlife's the name of it. It's part of uh, Kohler Company, the American Club. We're owned by Kohler Company, and then it's uh, um, American Club Five Star Five Diamond Resort here in Kohler. So, pretty Dang, cool place. A- cool day job. Yeah, it's not bad.
1: That's something I have to do a better job of is when we do these segments or just the regular interviews in general It's like, Hey, what do you do for a living? But some people don't really care to talk about it, but that's a, (laughs) that's a really cool job. It's,
3: it's pretty fun. I can't complain too much. Like literally my office is dog kennels.
1: That's pretty cool. So does that add into this big giant buck that you shot being able to do what you do for a living? Is that, or maybe that's part of the story. And I'm rushing it a little bit. I'm
3: sorry. Um, this one doesn't tie in too much. Um, but, being able to talk to the people that I talk to is what got me knowing about this deer and that he was in the area. Okay. So obviously that's, a lot of hundreds and stuff come through here every day that right. all some stories started flying around about this giant buck. And I was like, Oh, I better do a little research on this, see where I can find them. So.
1: Is that really, you heard about it? Like just people talking about it and yeah. connections and whatnot. And then no kidding. So break yeah. it down, man, because obviously if anyone's read the story on deer cast and the giant tractor segment, but, um, you know, you can read it too, but I'm, I'm more of a wage brand I can't read very well. So I like, that's why they put me on the interviews. I'm yeah, kidding sure. by the way, but if anybody wants to believe that you can, that's fine.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, I found out about this deer. He, uh, he was, he was living down pretty much in this state park, but he kind of ventured out into residential areas. And I found out mm-hmm. about him two years ago already. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of guys that were hunting him, but people started talking about him more and more and he was just this giant buck living in this residential area that had a Facebook page and people would take pictures of him and post it on Facebook page. He had, a, he had a Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. So. That's
1: a rarity. That might be the first person I've <laughs> interviewed that has, a. am okay, going to write that down. Cause I, you might, that might be a first. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so this book had the, a Facebook page.
3: What was his name? His name on there was Willie. I named him big Mac. So, <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. Yeah, Facebook yeah. page. That's He's already famous.
3: Facebook page. Willie. Yeah. When I, when pictures started flying around to me with this deer, even though I didn't tell hardly anybody about it, I was getting calls from guys. I haven't talked to for like two years. Like, did you kill Willie?
1: No um, uh,
3: How did you find out? <laughs> so, oh
1: man. The community hated you.
3: Oh, there was, yeah, there was, there was a lot of hate. I was expecting death threats, but I didn't get any. So man, lucky you. I know that was a plus. But wow, that um, is
1: okay. I'm I'm already fascinated by it. the Facebook page changes the story a little bit because it just <laughs> like there's people invested with the personality of this deer, like putting imaginary yep. personalities on a deer, you
3: know? Right? <laughs> yeah, everybody knew him as Willie in that area. So
1: okay, so Willie's yeah. just got a Facebook page and Instagram and TikTok. Yep, exactly,
3: pretty much. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I found out about him in the state park, and he'd venture out, and uh, I got to talking to people and got some permission on this strip. That was this chunk of woods kind of between the state park and the, the residential he would feed in. Mm -hmm. But I figured out through the past couple of years here that as he would come out of there, when the acorns were falling in the, you know, right at the opening of our season, he would kind of munch on those acorns on the way through. So Mm -hmm. I had him, I had him pegged last year coming through there. And, uh, he was on my trail cameras every day, at like between three and five o'clock like super mm-hmm. early last year and you know opening day rolls around i go to hunt him in the afternoon thinking i'm gonna kill him disappears doesn't show up again till the end of january no kidding like, i thought he was dead i left cameras in there just to see if he was still around could not never find him didn't hear any more stories of him but completely disappeared
1: you're checking his facebook page see if he's <laughs> updating this yeah right okay
3: So yeah i I ended up. Somebody told me about it because they saw him at a restaurant in the area, and like, like an Bees, like, oh, just
1: eating an Applebee's or something. Alive.
3: Yeah, right. No um, kidding.
1: Okay, so
3: yeah. so I was like, wow, he is still alive. Nobody because you can hunt that state park from yeah. like November fifteenth on or something with muzzleloader. Mm-hmm. So I I totally expected somebody killed him, but right. All of end of January shows up. He's back on the trail cameras, sheds antlers a little bit later, thinking I'm never going to see that deer again, and mm-hmm. and couldn't believe it when this year all of a sudden a, a big mainframe buck that just grows and grows and grows popped up again right in that same area doing the same thing as last year mm-hmm. and uh so this year i i went i actually sat in that area um opening morning which i i shouldn't have done I, I snuck in there real quiet though and it just didn't feel right i was out of there by like 7 30 i'm yeah. like no nope, this isn't gonna work so i figured out where he was where he was normally coming through was afternoons. He didn't come through morning much. So I was like, I got to hang a stand in here. So I did a hanging hunt that day. Mm -hmm. Got back in there at like noon, one o'clock hung that stand up where he normally came through and, um, was sitting all night, few does and stuff came through. And then I had a probably 120, 130 inch 10 point come in. And, uh, he was down right in front of me and he kind of worked off around me and I just spotted off in the distance um, that big Mac buck, I just saw him pick up his head above the brush and put it right back down. Mm-hmm. So I quick stood up and grabbed the bow and got ready for him. And I figured he was coming right through there. And I pulled up my binos and I'm like scanning that brush and I can't find him anywhere. And, uh, I put the binos down to just look again with my eyes and he's like 30 yards right in front of me, right where I need him.
1: Oh, no kidding. So he snuck I quick in on slide,
3: you. Yeah, he was, he was, he came straight through that brush right to me. And so I tossed the binos back into, the, back into my chest harness and uh, get set up on him and turn, get drawn back, and he's coming through. I think it was 32 yards I had ranged him quick um, mm-hmm. when he came through. And uh, I literally have him broadside 32 yards. I'm, like, ready to touch the trigger off. And right as I'm about to punch the trigger, he turns to face that other buck. And now my pin is, like, on his forehead, and he's facing right at me. And it's, it was, he came in late that night. So it was closing time was 7.15 and it was like seven, it was 7.12 when I shot him. So it was like 7.10 or something. Bring her down to the wire. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I'm in some pines. I'm, I'm pretty dark in there. Yeah. Edge of pines. It's kind of pines, hardwoods mixed in there. Um, and so it's, it's dark and, uh, you know, he turns, he's facing me and I'm waiting for him to turn back broadside. And he's just staring that other buck down, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he he uh, he spins just a little bit and gives me a bit of a quartering two shot, and I'm like, I got to take that shot now. Yeah, and so I zipped it right through. I was I wasn't too worried about hitting that front shoulder. I switched to uh, a single bevel broadhead this year, mm-hmm. um, a little more so resilient. I I could, what's that?
1: A little more resilient.
3: Yeah, I figured I could even if I did touch that front shoulder, I could probably punch through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah. Snuck it right in there and, you know, stuck them. And I thought I heard the arrow go through and stick into the ground below them, but I didn't know. So I just, I called the wife quick. I'm like, Hey, I, I think I just shot Big Mac, but I literally have no clue at this point.
1: Right, right. And I,
3: I got to climb out of the tree. So I, I climb down and I get out there and there's like bits of lung and stuff on the arrow. Yeah. I'm
1: like, perfect.
3: All right. I, I smoked them. I, I know it. So I, I waited a little bit there and and I walked out there and he was 70 yards. He never even, I mean, So, no kidding a So, so a where you're technology. at, is there
1: like houses around and stuff? Like, oh, I, yeah. I think re- like, so you're like looking at swing sets and stuff like that.
3: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I think there was a swing set about hundred yards off to my, uh, off to my north.
1: No kidding. So, so were you worried like, oh man, he's going to die in someone's pool or something crazy. You well,
3: know. my, my thought was, is that all the residential over is straight north of me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a, a big swampy area in the state park to the South and straight East. he could go to for a ton of ways that,
1: Oh, so he, you know, he'd probably run there. Is your thought. I,
3: my my thought was he's coming out of that. I'm going to shoot him. Most likely he's going to spin around and go back to that. He's, he's yeah. going to go to the cover. Makes um, sense. Yes. that That was a slight concern of mine that I'm going to be tracking through backyards and having to ask permission yeah. on this, but. I was 90% sure he'd spin right back around.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So he goes 70 yards. I mean, talk about walking up on him, man. Like what were you surprised with how big this deer was?
3: I mean, it was, so it was kind of funny. Cause when he tipped over his, his head actually went into like, you know, green grass and shrubs and stuff that were into yeah. there. So as I walked up, all I could see was the white of like his tail and his belly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm walking up to this deer and I'm like, I just kind of took it in for a second. Like yeah i finally get to grab him.
1: But yeah no kidding
3: this is insane this is two years in the making and so i i reach into there and i pull it up and it's just like whoa. i mean he's has <laughs> what he was like 21 wide or something and scored 186 so it's insane when you get to pick up a deer like that it was just it, it was unreal i literally called one of my good hunting buddies i was like yeah. i don't know how to feel right now
1: right like it, one probably because it was like you've been thinking about that deer non-stop for two years exactly and then it came to an end yeah, it'd be, it'd be like a. Yeah, you're excited, but I feel like you'd be like so excited in that moment you wouldn't really like show it in a way. Yeah,
3: I was like, I was stone cold as could be the entire time. I never started <laughs> really? shaking nothing.
1: Did like, you? Did I, you get like? Did a couple of days go by before you realized what caliber of deer you'd shot, or how did that like? Did it ever come in on you like that?
3: Yeah, it it kind of hit me like later on. Mm-hmm. Um, we got them out of there and gutted them out somewhere else, and when we pulled them back out of the truck, it was like holy cow like yeah. this is this is a world-class world-class deer this yeah is, this is what i've hunted my whole life to do
1: right and yeah it's the bucks that just don't come around you know exactly. what i mean you see them on the internet you see them on hunting shows but yeah it's like how could i ever shoot one like that
3: exactly and that's that's what it was when he first came out it was you know i saw that rack and it's like this is real life right now mm-hmm. this is actually i'm not watching a show this is really happening
1: what, what'd you, what was your buddy's reaction did he like meet up with you i'm sure he was just like freaked out right
3: yeah i had a couple guys come out there that knew i was hunting that deer and knew about it and yeah they were everybody's <laughs> jumping around high-fiving and hugging and
1: so you said you didn't really tell anybody for a little bit like i'm you know like the public or the town or whatever so, yeah i
3: you know i tried to keep it pretty low-key just because i didn't know what kind of backlash is going to come from it right right so did- i
1: were you checking like the before like anybody found out? Were you like checking the Facebook page to see when the last time it was like updated?
3: No, I was. I don't even have Facebook anymore. I waste too much time on you it. Deleted so it you deleted it because you killed
1: you killed Willie. Yeah, yeah, I
3: killed Willie. I had to get rid of that before the death <laughs> threats came in. Right. Yeah. Good call. Um. No, but I have friends and stuff that were keeping up on it and and seeing where he was at. And there was, I mean, a ton of guys in this area that knew about it. Were hunting them. Even the wardens after they found out. That I was the one that killed them. They're like, "Oh, we were trying to get permission and get in there and hunt them." No kidding. Yeah,
1: that's hilarious.
3: So yeah, well, they they knew about him. They kept seeing him at night when they were driving around that area and stuff. And
1: no kidding. Did you ever find the sheds from any of the previous years? I
3: never did. I I never figured out where he disappeared to that entire that entire yeah. time last year. Um, I think I think I know where he was, but it is like a thick just. Just mess down in there that is a it's a big chunk of big chunk of forest in that area, a big river bottom and state park. And that's amazing
1: uh, that like you know a deer can live in the mix with you know a suburban area and disappear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it just seems like you'd be like, Oh, this is in the bag. I I," you know what I mean. And then you'd know where he is at all times and
3: not the case. That's that's what I felt too was like, yep, I'm gonna I'm going to kill him. I was in every big buck contest in the area that, that year prior. And then this year I'm like, I'm not even signing up for a single big buck contest. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm just going to go out and see if I can kill this deer this year.
1: Yeah. I don't want to jinx yourself before you get going.
3: Exactly. So
1: that is a great story, man. I think the, the Facebook page made it for me because I, <laughs> that is funny as hell. We, uh, I had one similar, one of my buddies, a uh, real good friends. He killed a buck in Utah um called the cemetery buck that was very popular in the same way i don't know if it had a facebook page but (laughs) the forums you know what i mean you go to any forum and it was all about the cemetery buck well when he shot it i can't we i have to go back and listen to the podcast i don't think he said anything to anyone outside of his close friend circle for a year almost two years and then he finally made like a big post in the forum like basically paying the deer its respects and talked about where it moved to during hunting season and like where he killed it, how he killed it, that type of thing, basically. Yep. And what he did was it was so big. He called the game warden to track it with him because he knew rumors were going to go flying that this butt got poached oh. or whatever. So he yep. shot it, then called the game warden. It's like, you need to come up here. And so there was actually, what's funny. It's cool that he did. Cause when he on the forum about the buck, there's pictures of him through a spotting scope from a distance of him with the buck talking to the game warden that's cool he covered his grounds pretty good with that but
0: i uh... yeah
3: i you know in my position i've gotten to know the game wardens around here pretty good and i i told them about it you know a week or two later whatever it was and yeah know, got talking about it we were talking hunting and they just said we knew of a lot of guys that were willing to poach that deer like we're glad somebody that wasn't poaching went out there and got that deer and and shot it because that would have just been a shame if we would have to take that deer so
1: that's a good point, too. I mean, you live in people's backyards at a certain point. It's like it's for some people they don't have the they can't hold the temptation back or they're just yeah not good people but uh, yeah, man, that's awesome. You seem like an awesome guy, man. You appreciate the deer for what he is, and I think the story is awesome. It's uh one yeah, of my was, favorite giant trackers to this point
3: i was it was actually bittersweet to shoot him because it's like now the now the hunt for that deer is over now i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta move on to the next one and see what I can find and yeah you know which, uh, I had a good one pop up, pop up this year that I'll be going after next year. We named this one Whopper now we okay. had Big Mac last year. Now we got Whopper.
1: I love so. it. We'll, we'll shoot that one and then reach <laughs> out to me and we'll do another giant tracker next year and follow yeah. up on uh, big Mac and Whopper
3: <laughs> big Mac and Whopper. Yeah. Now I, uh, I actually leave for Iowa. What is it? Friday here. So a couple days and heading down to heading down to, uh, my buddy's place, wicked whitetails and, uh, trying to shoot a big one down there too. We're rifle hunting down there, but
1: awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward some to late that season so, stuff, late season stuff. And I, we finally got the cold weather, which is yeah. Cool.
3: Except it's supposed to be 68 degrees next week in Iowa. So go figure. That's yeah. That's going to be rough, but we got some, we got a couple down there that might top this one. So really? Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Well, best of luck to you, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you telling the it. story and uh, being a part of the DeerCast family with that um yeah dude this was a fun interview the facebook page thing made the interview for me that's hilarious um <laughs> uh, but hey if you want to shout out if anyone wants to, you said you don't have social media so you really have no instagram handle or nothing to shout out so nope well maybe so, people come do some hunting with you and yeah. that's how they'll have to follow you or meet you so
3: absolutely yeah come on out we uh we love having new people around here so look cool. it up come check out Kohler we got a pretty cool little village here that we got a lot of cool stuff so awesome Take man care take your wife, put her up at the spa and come out and do some hunting with me at River Wildlife.
1: That's, uh, that's smart. That's real smart. That's how (laughs) you earn some brownie points and get to go hunting and then keep going hunting. Okay. I see what you're doing. You guys got a marketing (laughs) plan figured out. (laughs) You're a smart guy. Well, thank you so much, man, for doing this. Thank you everyone for watching and listening. And, uh, we'll catch you on the next one later.